All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Life is full of awesome what-ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. Better late than never. Welcome. Yeah! It's yeah! Fucking Anton Lander. I like, really like the backup Let's go, baby. Bag milk. Yeah! This is Ceases. 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 Tyler, your rem check is so... Fucking sexy. Ceases. Fucking Anton Lander. It's my favorite. Welcome to the show, everybody. Hello, hello, hello. Fucking sexy. Better late than ever is sexy. It just really depends on what your version of sexy is, isn't it? Well, we're not here to kink shame. I've mentioned that before. Man, that intro cuts off very, very sharply. Surveyor Brett, where are you? You said this is your favorite podcast. You said it in the intro. You go, better late than never. It's my favorite. Where are you, Brett? Where are you? Where? We'll deal with that later. In the meantime, however, I got to tell you about the audio department. Check them out at theaudiodepartment.ca. Book a little studio time. Record your own podcast. Record your own mixtape. Write some poems, maybe some haikus, do a little spoken word. Check them out at 69 182nd Avenue right here in Edmonton or at theaudiodepartment.ca. Welcome to Better Late Than Ever, 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 ever. I don't know what I was trying to say there. It's episode 70 anyway. Kick this off with a look at the weather. I don't normally do weather reports here on the podcast, but today it is Tundraland here in Edmonton. I don't know where you're listening to or listening to this podcast from, but if you're here in Edmonton, what the fuck, man? tired of this i've I've officially reached my i'm over this now part of the winter it's like plus two plus three last week i'm walking around i've got a hoodie on feel good and then today minus 30 cars won't start like my car started shout out to the alfa romeo which has been whipped right up but i was looking at my neighbors they had it plugged in they was having a hard time saw a couple of boosts it's annoying why are we doing this why do we live here 
I always wonder why did the settlers settle down here? It must have been during like June or July or something when the days are mighty long and they're like, wow, this Edmonton place is fantastic. Sun stays up until like 10 p.m. I love it. Then most of them died that first winter. (laughs) I apologize. I didn't mean that. I'm just over it. I'm over it. What I'm not over, however, is talking about the 15th anniversary party that is coming up on March 18th at the Pint Downtown. If you are listening to this right now, you would know what a Weathers Nation is. Did you know that it's turning 15 years old? 15 years old. Oilers Nation is almost allowed to drive a car. I mean, they can with supervision, but it's not quite the same, you know? I encourage you to get tickets. They're selling like crazy. I think we're about 30%, 35% sold out already, and we just launched them a few days ago. So head on over to nationgear.ca. We are raising some money for free play for kids. So when you buy a ticket, you're going to get a swag bag that comes with an exclusive party tee, and the party tees that Kennedy put together are excellent. Excellent. Frank, where are you going? Get back here. He always leaves when I'm podcasting. He's never on mic. It's annoying. What kind of co-host is this? You're going to get fired here, bro. He just left the room entirely. Fine. You don't care. NationGear.ca, go grab yourself some tickets. Again, you get a swag bag. You're entered into all the raffles for the prizes. You may even have some interesting interactions with our staff as they make you cocktails, perhaps. Will that happen? It depends if they can pass a test. There's There are rules here. You can't just jump behind a bar and start slinging drinks. There are rules. You got to pass a test. So we'll see which of the Nation HQ staffers are able to pass said tests. Again, nationgear.ca, that's where you need to go to get everything, including the details and your tickets for the 15th anniversary party. Lastly, for our friends at AMA Travel, two spots left. Let me count them. One, two. Two spots left for the Nation Vacation to Toronto. If you want to come with us, we're going to be staying at the Royal York Hotel. That's right downtown in Toronto. We're going to be watching the game in the Gondola Suite. Just Google the Gondola Suite. Do me a favor. Just do me a favor and be like, all right, bag milk, I'll be right back. I'm just going to go look at the gondola suite and see what that means. And you know what it means? It's going to mean a fucking kick-ass time. That's what it's going to be. AMA Travel, they put together something fantastic for us. This is going to be the best trip of your life, I promise you. Justin Bieber is going to be there. Don't count on that. Again, head on over to nationgear.ca to get all the details and those last two spots. Snag them. By the time I do this podcast next Wednesday, I want those spots to be gone. I want them to be gone. Got it? Good. This week on the podcast, I got to my question of the week and it just stemmed from being at the grocery store. I know we've talked about grocery store tactics before on this podcast, but we're talking months ago now. And I was just at the grocery store and just one of my greatest pet peeves in all the land is when people are at the grocery store and they are at the grocery store and they turn their cart perpendicular to the aisle, blocking the whole aisle, preventing people from walking by, and they're just in their own land. They're going, blah, blah, blah. do I need stewed tomatoes or just normal canned tomatoes? It's annoying. Get out of the way. Have some awareness of the other people around you. So, me getting annoyed at the grocery store, and again, I know a lot of these are my own issues, so don't blame everybody for their existence out there in the world. Just sometimes you annoy me. Get the fuck out of the way. Now, I asked for your pet peeves, so I imagine a lot of the voicemails that came in for this week's podcast are going to be about pet peeves, but looking on social media, on Twitter, Brandon, what are you doing, man? Hey, you can be scratching the carpet all the time. What are you doing? My guy, he's just trying to get under that. I've got just this, like, one of those place. I don't even know what you call it. It goes under my office chair. He's trying to get under there. There's spikes under there, bro. There's spikes under there. 
It's going to hurt. Anyway, I asked all you guys on social media for your pet peeves along within the voicemail. And I just want to get started with some of these here right off the jump before we get to the voicemail later on in the podcast. Nick Alberga, my boy from dailyfaceoff.com and theleafsnation.com. He says, people who Photoshop themselves in pictures on dating apps with celebrities. It's so weird. And I, I responded and I was like, wait a minute. People, people do this? And he just goes, yeah, man, it's bizarre. I don't like it. So I don't understand. Like, if I'm on Tinder or whatever and you find old bag milk, you just see me with a picture of, I don't know, Danny Glover? It's like, here's bag milk and Danny Glover. Huge fan of the Lethal Weapon franchise. Specifically, Danny Glover. So here I am. Frank, what are you doing? Stop scratching the carpet, man. Man, you're up to mischief. You're up to no good. I'm going to put you on timeout. Or get on mic when you do it. Please. Thank you. Um, Dangerous Way just says the lack of respect for Gob. How many of you remember Gob? What was that? Shit's coming crashing down. Can you hear this? There's shenanigans going on behind the, behind the scenes. My dog is mad, man. <laughs> what is your pet peeve my dog fucking around during the podcast he was super quiet and chill and sleeping before i started recording i put these headphones on and turned the mic on and he just goes oh is it time for me to cause mayhem let's get it dangerous weight says the lack of respect gob gets i've seen gob a handful of times i never went i don't think specifically to see gob but they were always opening for bands that i got to see in high school give up the grudge come on shut your fucking mouth why you gotta judge everybody but yourself classics this one actually made me laugh this one's from kb getting stuck behind a lotto guy at the convenience store and it's not even close legitimately made me laugh out loud because i had this not long ago literally two weeks within the last two weeks for sure i was just buying windshield wiper fluid for the alpha the alfa romeo uses a lot of windshield wiper fluid because it's also got blasts the headlights which is super fucking cool i've never had a vehicle do that before but as a result you use a little bit more. So anyway, I'm buying some more and I'm standing there and I've got a meeting to get to at Nation HQ, but I'm just thinking, oh, I'll just pop into a, a gas station real quick, grab some of this, load myself up and away I go. No problem. There they were, lotto guy. Not only did they have a stack of scratch off tickets that clearly they're the one two or $3 on, but also a handful of lotto 649 tickets that they just had to check at that specific moment. <laughs> So that one made me laugh from KB. David Short says, and I'm hitting Subway at work only to see the designated office subgetter right in front of you with the list. I don't know that I've ever had that at Subway. I've definitely had that when I'm getting coffee at Starbucks or whatever. The list, and you know what I mean. If you're out and about during the day, during work hours, and you are behind somebody with the list, nobody wants to be a part of that. Nobody. Going back to Subway, this one's from Dwayne. When you get stuck behind a guy at Subway who orders his sub down to the last grain of salt, eight pickles, five cucumbers, two strips of mayo, but not too much mayo, or that guy at the car wash who's holding up the damn line while sham-wowing his damn Pontiacs on fire. (laughs) I knew this question was going to rule. Misty says people who don't return their shopping carts and drivers that stop and wait when it's a free flow lane. Yeah, I agree with the free flow lane. Also, what are we doing with the shopping carts? Just put it back. There's designated spots to put it back. How lazy are you? I mean, I'm lazy, but at least I can walk my cart the 30 feet back to wherever it came from. Or just don't use a cart. Go in there hand bombing like I do. That's what I do. I only get a basket. That way, I can't buy too much. You know? I can't buy too much. Anyway, there's a bunch more of these that I'm going to get to when we get to the voicemail, I'm sure. Um, this one's just funny. McDryboosh. 
McDryboosh says, I can't help I walk slow. Now Frank's barking at nothing. I can't help I walk slow with these tiny legs I was given. Also, why you speedwalkers always in a hurry, hmm? Also, it's people that stand right beside their cart to look at the shelf, leaving you no way around them. Again, that goes right in line with my perpendicular parking at the aisles at the grocery store. It's unrest. It's unnecessary. Uh, FIFA Las Vegas says drivers who stop on the merge lane. Uh, pragmatic pragmatist says, can I pick all of the above? Because all of these things are annoying. Uh, Eastern Refugee Rich, he says, people driving 35 miles per hour in the fast lane that is marked 65 miles per hour. Shout out to my American friends. Sloppy. Sloppy just says, people that say we have no cap space when a player is available. All right. That is my cue. Sloppy set me up for it. It's time to talk a little bit of hockey. Let's get to the news. Is brought to you by me. Shout out to me. Where am I going to start off the news? Well, I'm going to start off on the positives this week. It's been a tough week to be an Oilers fan, and we're going to get to that. Don't worry, we're not going to ignore everything that's happened over the past week because we've got three up, three down to get to when we look at the schedule. But starting off... On a positive, my boy, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, last night he picked up an assist on Leon Dreisaitl's goal on the power play and set a new career high with points with 70. (laughs) Nugent's previous high was 69 points. In 2018-19, when he got played 28 or 82 games, I should say, got 28 goals and 41 assists for 69 points. This year, however, in only 58 games, 58 games, Ryan Nugent Hopkins has 27 goals, 43 assists for 70 points, and my dude is rolling. It is the year of Nuge. How can you not be excited for the guy? He just comes in and quietly goes about his business. He slots in beside McDavid or behind McDavid and Drysidle. He doesn't say a word. There's no ego there. We never hear him complaining in the media. He just goes about his business and he quietly gets better. So for Ryan Nugent Hopkins to be coming up with the kind of season that he's having right now, I couldn't be more excited about it. And I couldn't be more excited that it's happening to this guy at this point in his career. Because let's face it, this is his 12th season in Edmonton not all of them have gone well and it's almost amazing that he's still here let alone putting up the best pace of his career he is currently on pace for 99 points come on Jason Greger had a chance to ask Ryan Nugent Hopkins a couple of questions last night after the win over the Flyers. He says, you set a new career best in only 58 games. I know you're in the moment, but what are your thoughts on how the season is going for you? And Nugent said, tonight I was just focused on getting a win. And whatever happens personally, you just let happen. We battled hard. We found a way to win. That makes it more enjoyable. And the reason I picked that quote out specifically is because he doesn't take any credit. Our core players on this team do a great job of never looking at themselves in the mirror. They just don't do it. They don't do it. They're always looking at the team. And Nuge has always been that guy. He's never complained about ice time. He's never complained about his role. He never complained about Leon and Connor jumping him on the depth chart. He just slotted in behind them and he got to work. 
Nugent Hopkins, and I continue. This is a quote from him. It is year 12 in the league, and I've learned a lot. I've played with some guys who were great two-way guys, and I've played with some guy, uh, played against some guys you luck up to and try to model your game after and take little things here and there from. I still want to get better in my two-way game. It's something that I've always wanted to get better at, and I take a lot of pride in. I still think I can take more steps to get it better and better. The more you play, the more you learn. I need to be able to help out on the offensive side of things, but like you said, Jason... You don't want to give up any easy stuff on the defensive side either. So what is Nugent Hopkins doing right now? He's shooting more and he's shooting more with purpose. So in the offseason, I'm paraphrasing, he shot a lot of pucks. I like to think of Ryan Nugent Hopkins locking himself in his basement or in his garage, maybe his parents' garage or his mom or dad's garage and just shooting at the door like when he was a little kid, you know? It's amazing. It's amazing. So I just wanted to start off the news with a shout out to my bo- my boy Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Go check out the interview that uh, he did with Jason Greger over at OilersNation.com. Man, I can't even talk. I'm so excited. So excited. Uh, in other news, the milestones continued last night. Connor McDavid hit 800 NHL points. 800 NHL points. Can you believe it? Think about it. Earlier this season, this very season, the one that we are at right now, he hit 700 points. The dude has hit two milestones in the same season. It is absolutely ridiculous. He becomes the fifth fastest player in NHL history to collect 800 points behind Peter Statsny, who did it in 531 games. Last night was 545 for Connor, by the way. Mike Bossy, 525. Mario Lemieux, 410. Wayne Gretzky, 352. So there's a couple of things that I want to mention first here. How about the company that Connor just put himself in? How about that company? Two. Wayne Gretzky was ridiculous. Yeah! 352 games to get 800 points? Come on. It's ridiculous. Unbelievable. Not only did Connor get to 800 points, his boy Leon, same play, got to 700 points. Of course, those two hit a 100-point milestone on the exact same play. Of course they did. And of course, news was looped in there as well. If you want a trio of players to connect on all kinds of milestones, you'll love to see Connor and Nuge and Leon doing it together. By the way, my boy Nuge and Hopkins only needs two more points to get to 600. So he's kissing another milestone as well. He's going to get there in no time. Maybe even tomorrow. Uh, Who do they play? Maybe even tomorrow against the Pittsburgh Penguins. Right? We'll see. We'll see. Either way, I'm excited. It was a cool night last night. The game didn't start well, but it ended well. And I'm focusing on the positives through this first portion of the news. So we're just going to leave it at that. We are going to leave it at that because I don't want to rag on the Oilers too much after a win. Though, there are things to complain about. Evander Kane is out for at least a couple of weeks. According to Frank Saravalli, he broke that news today on Oilers Nation Every Day with Tyler Uremchuk. He is out with an upper body injury. Jason Greger did a deep dive on OilersNation.com the other day about what's going on with Kane. It doesn't look like it's his wrist whatsoever, the one that was uh, you know, stepped on by Pat Maroon earlier in the season, thankfully. It seems like it's something else. It's just annoying that it came this quickly after he's back in the lineup. The Oilers just don't play the same without him. You know, it's just not the same team without Evander Kane in the lineup. And all I can hope is that he finds a way to bounce back and finds a way to get back out there as quickly as possible without injuring anything else. Another guy who was able to come back into the lineup as a result of being emergency recall, Vinny DeHarnay. And when Vinny's in, we winnie. 
Last night, his record improved. I believe that is now 10 wins when Vincent D'Arnais is in the lineup. The guy just plays quiet, solid hockey. And I'm not saying he's a he's the reason the Oilers are winning. He's not the sole reason anyway, but you got to love the way the big man plays. His wingspan is 50 feet across. You're pretty sure he touches the glass on either side of the ice at the same time. Pretty sure. I could be wrong on that, but I'm pretty sure I'm not. Vinny D'Arnais, I love you, pal. He's just been a great story, and he's fucking scary to look at, isn't he? That bald head mustache combo, man, I wouldn't want to tussle with him. Not at all. Another guy who's had an up and down little ride over the last week or so, actually, you know what, all season, is Devin Shore. Devin Shore went down to play with the Bakersfield Condors, played five games with the Condors, scored two goals, three assists over that time. He's a point-per-game guy. And I got to say, since returning to the lineup, the guy has looked pretty solid. He looks like he's got a little confidence. He's making plays. He's picking up some points a little bit. We're talking about a fourth line guy here. So Devin Shore, the thing I liked most about him is just he was talking about maintaining a strong, positive attitude, despite the fact that he was bouncing up and down, up and down, up and down. And I appreciate that. That can't be easy. You want to play in the NHL. You think you're good enough to play in the NHL. Are you good enough to play on this team? Maybe not. But do you still have the attitude that'll get you to stick with the team? right? Right? I feel like he does right now, at least right now. So Devin Shore, I just wanted to give a little tip of the cap to you, not only because I think that you're playing well in the role that you've got, but also because I know you make Liam happy, right? Right. Lastly, you got to look at a couple of different things that happened since last week's podcast. One, the trade that the Toronto Maple Leafs made for Ryan O'Reilly really annoys me. It really annoys me. Now, they spent a lot to get Ryan O'Reilly and Nola Chari. Both guys are rentals. Both dudes could leave in the summer when the offseason kicks in or when free agency kicks in. But you have to admire the way that the Leafs spent a bunch of draft picks and bit pieces to get two players that are going to help them now. Ryan O'Reilly went out and scored a hat trick last night. The guys that they sent away and the picks that they sent away spread over this year, next year, and the next couple of years. It just... They're not helping right now. So as much as it annoys me that the Leafs made a trade and got a player in Ryan O'Reilly who's having a down year, he's going to help them. And again, last night he picked up, I think it was four points. I saw the hat trick. Like, they're already winning this trade. And I know Frank Saravalli said on Daily Faceoff that he didn't necessarily like the trade, that it could be like one of the last big moves that Kyle Dubas does, but I don't buy it. I love spending picks to get players. I love seeing the cap maneuvering that Kyle Dubas did for the Leafs. And it drives me crazy. It drives me legitimately nuts that we're talking about another team doing this while the Oilers just, they haven't been able to pull up. See, there's me loading the gun. We haven't been able to do, I actually pushed that too early. We haven't been able to pull off a similar type of deal to clear space. In Vegas today, They did a trade that will clear up some space for them. The Vegas Golden Knights acquired Dyson Mayo from the Arizona Coyotes for a fifth-round pick and Shea Weber's contract. That clears up a bunch of space for them to clear, to potentially make a move, like a Patrick Kane, perhaps. When you're that high up in LTIR, you have a hard time kind of massaging things that you want to do. And for the Oilers, they're right up there. So could there be a move where they trade a... Oscar Clefbaum's deal to try and free up some space for himself. I don't know how this works. I'm not smart enough. I need original Puzar to be listening to my podcast as well. 
just so he can correct me on the cap information. But Chris Johnston, he says, this trade frees up Vegas to make a substantial trade and acquire a player with term. Having Weber at $7.85 million for three more seasons in LTIR severely limits roster flexibility. The Coyotes can use Shea Weber's cap hit to help reach the salary cap floor going forward. They actually went well down the road with Montreal last year and nearly acquired Weber's contract then. So it drives me a little bit cuckoo bananas that the Edmonton Oilers have competitors in this case within the division that are making moves to alleviate their own cap pressures. I'm not saying that Ken Holland's not going to do something. I'm not saying that. So don't get mad at me or Ken Holland right now because we've still got some time, but he needs to make something happen. He absolutely needs to make something happen. And to wrap up the news, we are going to do, since last week, we had three ep- uh, three games, four games since the last episode of Better Late Than Never, and we've got, uh, we got three games bef- until the next one. So in the last three games, shootout loss to Detroit. Sucked. Had to win that game. Jack Campbell, you need to make a save. Shutout, or a shootout loss against the Rangers. Again, they had a three-goal lead. Need saves, need defensive play from the entire group. Sunday, Colorado, again, a three-game, a three-goal lead evaporated. Oilers lose in the overtime period. Three straight losses that were completely avoidable, in my opinion, and they were incredibly annoying the way they lost. They all played Detroit by a country mile. Lost 5-4. They had the New York Rangers on the ropes for about 30 minutes in that game, lost 5-4 in the shootout. They had Colorado down by two goals at the start of the third period and lost in overtime. I don't like it. Thankfully, the Oilers rattled off three straight goals in the third period last night against the Flyers to come back on their own and win 4-2 in Edmonton. Shout out to me for predicting a 4-2 win. But you need full 60 minutes again you need a full 60 minutes you can't just be rolling into these games expecting that you can just will yourself to victory these are nhl teams and regardless of how bad they are quote unquote they still have guys that can burn you and that's why this last week outside of yesterday's win over the flyers i'm just gonna take it all down mow it down to the knees because we just need to forget all those games and move on There. All those games are gone now. We've forgotten about them. Good? We all clear? We all friends again? Excellent. Going into the next week, until the next episode of Better Late Than Ever, we've got the Pittsburgh Penguins tomorrow at 5 p.m. Mountain. We've got the Columbus Blue Jackets with another ridiculous matinee at 10.30 a.m. on Saturday. And then the Bruins on Monday back at Rogers Place. We've got some tough games coming up for the Oilers. They need to make up some ground in the Pacific Division. Whether or not they can do that over this next little run remains to be seen. But as we're recording today on Wednesday, February 22nd at 4.30 p.m. in the capital city, the Oilers have 70 points. That ties them for third place with Seattle. Seattle's got a game in hand. They are a single point behind the Los Angeles Kings and three points behind the Vegas Golden Knights. So they are right there, but they're going to need to put some work in to get up to the top of the division. And that's what annoys me about those losses. Yes, they collected a point. Yes, it's nice to get three of six over those three losses to the Red Wings, Rangers, and Avalanche. But that would have tied us for first place if you had closed out those three victories. So work to do. There's work to do. There's details that need to be polished, and the Oilers are running out of time to do it. Kind of. 
the news. Brought to you by Donkey Volley and Australian Sam and Surveyor Brett. They all bring you the news. And Captain Felton. And everybody else that leaves voicemails for that matter. <laughs> Gorsh, Maxi. We're listening to Better Late Than Never. <laughs> that was a weird one. I actually thought I had more time than that, but I don't. So I'm going to jump into some stuff from my friends at Betway because your boy had a good night last night. Your boy had a good night last night because my big one was Connor McDavid over one and a half goals at, I think it's just five. Normally I give the plus ratings. Normally that's what I do, but I am not doing that right now because I have got a bet going on and I'm going to read it with, I'm going to read it right now. This one is for Cliff. Cliff reached out to me on Instagram and he's like, man, listen, your plus ratings when you're talking about betting suck. So I'm going to read you our entire exchange. On Monday, Cliff slid into my DMs and he just says, do the decimal. And I said, no. And he said, dude, you are starting to sound like an American. And I said, that's rational. And he goes, completely. How about this? Do the decimal for a week. If you can honestly say it's not an easier and more elite odd system, I'll give you a free $100 to donate to a charity of your choice. And I said, deal on the charity side. So then yesterday, I'm on Oilers Nation Radio and I'm talking about bets. We're talking about our friends at Betway. And again, I used the plus rankings or ratings, I should say, on the bets that I put down. And he goes into my DMs again. This is from Cliff. What are we doing here? It doesn't seem like you're committed to the cause. Giving odds and fractional on on Oilers Nation Radio. I said, damn it, I forgot. Okay, I'm writing a reminder in my phone for better late than never that I'm recording tomorrow. I'm going to read this whole exchange on my podcast. And he sends me the fire emoji and says, I'm doing it for the decimal culture. So... I don't like the decimal. I've said it on real life, but I'm going to do this because if I can score a hundred bucks for charity, then I'm going to do it. So last night, my bet was Connor McDavid over one and a half goals at five, which is essentially four to one, or in terms of betting has about a 20% chance of actually happening. So I hit that and it paid out real nice, but Connor McDavid over one and a half goals at five doesn't work for me. I don't understand it. I don't understand it. So hang on. I'm going to work through this here. We're going to do a little learning with bag milk. I'm going to open up risky business from yesterday. I'm going to see if I can't figure this thing out. You know, I'm going to see if I can't figure this thing out. And so the Oilers at five. So in theory here, hang on. Actually, you know what? I'm thinking I'm getting this. At Oilers, Connor McDavid over one and a half goals at five means that when I put down a $5 bet, that's my unit size, I should get $25 back in return. Is that right? So is it just a multiple that I'm working with here? I think I can figure this out. Now, do I like this better? Mm, We'll see. Connor McDavid over one and a half goals at five. That one hit for me. So shout out to my friends at Betway for putting that together. What else did I do last night? Over 62 and a half total shots I did not hit that one that one sucks that one hurts but let me go to my odds converter here because again I don't understand necessarily how we're doing this Mm, so if I go 118 right so it was minus 118 is where I bet on that so I it was supposed to be an easier bet but I can't 
fire, I can't see where that is on a number. Like, what is that on a number? I need to figure this out. So Cliff, I'm, I'm with you here, pal. I'm going to get your money. But right now, this is confusing me. I'm not that good at math. I'm not good at math. I'm going to do this for the charity angle. And by the way, Cliff, you are going to be donating to the Edmonton Humane Society. We're going to raise a little bit of money for the animals. But I need to do my part and try and figure this out. Is this going to be a better system for me to bet with? As long as they're just evens, right? Like over one and a half goals at five, my five bucks turn into 25 bucks. I can understand that. But what if it's not just a whole number, like a rounded number like that, right on the button, you know? That's where I'm going to have some trouble. But if you are a better, check out our friends at Betway and ensure that you were doing so responsibly because you too could have bet on Connor McDavid to score two goals last night and get a little bit of money. It was really nice. I'm not going to lie to you. It was really, really nice. You're listening to Better Late Never with bagged milk on your usual podcast scenario. What I would suggest is you like, subscribe. Hey, guess what? Leave a review. Otherwise, the puppy gets it. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow! Did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com/acast and use code acast for twenty percent off your first purchase. You want to see a man, boy? I'll show you a man. Kick me in the jimmy. Righteous act beating time for the fine folks at Trilogy Oil Field Rentals. Of course, they are an established provider of OL Field rental tools with full-time operating units in Provost, Weyburn, and Kindersley. They also provide seasonal and project-specific stations in Fort St. John, Fort McMurray, Lacklebish, and others as customers require what kind of tools you need. Do you need rental tools? They got it. Do you need fishing tools? They got it. Do you need coil tools? They got it. Drilling tools? Come on, mills and bits? Mills and bits sounds like a snack. That's because I'm thinking of bits and bites. I like those. I eat those on the plane a lot when I'm going somewhere. What do you think of that? For my friends at Trilogy Oilfield Rentals, what is annoying me this week? Well, pretty obvious, isn't it? I fucking hate, I hate the shootouts. I am so tired of the NHL 
sending us through the emotional roller coaster that is the three on three overtime period, only to have it ruined by a shootout. It's like they suck all the air out of the building, all the excitement, all our hearts are pounding at a thousand miles an hour. Who's going to score? Is the over and back going to work? Are they going to make a play? Are they going to get an all-man rush? Is Are we going to get the saves? Are we going to be able to turn around? Is the goalie going to cover? Is it going up? What are the matchups like? Is there going to be depth players that get out on the ice? Is Connor tired? Is Leon tired? Oh my God, they've been out there two minutes. Who's going to get out there next? I love it. As much as it's stressful, and I like to think that the shootout or the overtime isn't necessarily p- perfect, there's no way that I wouldn't rather have that for another five minutes over killing my hockey boner and going to a shootout. Yes, the Oilers lost a couple of shootouts this week. Yes, that also contributes to why I hate these so much. But, but, you cannot tell me as a fan of hockey, you wouldn't prefer them to just keep the three-on-three OT going a little bit longer. We are going to get winners if they keep playing three-on-three and you have to go further down the lineup. You are going to get mix-and-match lineups the more guys play, and it's going to create scenarios where we have wins, we have losses, but they're going to be exciting. There is nothing worse at all than finishing up a game, an important game. What was an exciting game? Like the game against the Rangers, as much as I was annoyed that the Oilers lost, there is nothing worse than finishing that game by going to a shootout. Man, I don't know why the NHL is just so hell-bent on making themselves boring. The shootout sucks. At first I was into it, but man... They are so boring, and I don't understand how this is what we're doing. I don't understand how the NHL doesn't think that just extending the OT is going to be more fun. I don't understand how they don't think people will want to watch it. Get rid of the shootouts. They're terrible. No more shootouts. If it was up to me, if I get hired to do Gary Bettman's job, which I should, nobody's asking, but they should be. That's the first order of my business. I'm killing those shootouts. That's the right sack beating for my friends at Trilogy Field Rentals. You want to see a man, boy? I'll show you a man. Kick me in the jimmy. We've also got a a guest righteous sack beating this week. This one is from BDSM Bagged Milk. BDSM Bagged Milk. What is on your mind, sir or lady? Listen, motherfucker. (laughs) That is your real name. (laughs) A bit of a bone to pick. Hmm. Young Mr. Milk. Mm Mm-hmm. Last episode, I left a voicemail. Yep. And you were like, oh, oh, no government names. No government. When I said, I, I won't say it now. When I said Donkey Folly's first name, oh, no government names, no government names. <laughs> but you referred to me with my government name, like, <laughs> I know, at least twice in that, I don't know, maybe five times. I can't count. What what would name would you like? I know your real name. That's how it comes to me when you send me messages. Like, what do you want me to call you? I'll call you whatever you want. You just got to tell me. You just got to tell me. We're not out here supporting the tax, man. You know. You just got to tell me. I'm an idiot. <laughs> but <laughs> you know full well my name isn't Sam on the internet. It's Dukes. Dukes. Right? All right. 
And you told me to not use any government names. That is true. So going forward, from here out, I already said your government name on this podcast, I think twice as well. So going forward, from here on out, we'll just pretend those ones, they didn't happen. We'll just, we'll, sh- we'll sweep those under the rug. Going forward, dooks. Dooks. We're getting it. Dooks. Let's go. And then you proceeded to use my government name several <laughs> times. So my RSB for this week <laughs> is directed towards you <laughs> and you need to go and have a long hard look at yourself and yes i'm extra angry because i still can't sneeze on the podcast so not oscar donkey volley has one up on me <laughs> anyway running out of time fuck play the bummer baby let's go you want to see a man boy I'll show you a man. Kick me in the jimmy. If you want to participate in the Righteous Act beating, just like my boy Dux did, who again dropped a, another government name, <laughs> just just label them as an RSB when you leave me a voicemail. I'm happy to play them in here. I'm happy to have collaborators on the Righteous Sack Beating. And so is Trilogy OL Field Rentals. They want you to be in there too. Go visit them at TrilogyRentals.ca and send them an email. Say, the Righteous Sack Beating is a fine segment. Thank you for sponsoring it. You want to see a man, boy? I'll show you a man. Kick me in the jimmy. Ahoy there, listener. You're listening to Better Late Than Never, the number one podcast for testicular-related discourse in the entire Edmonton metro area. Ah, the voicemail. We all love it, don't we? Let's get your takes. Let's hear about what's annoying you. Let's hear about your pet peeves. But first, I gotta tell you about the South Island Pie Company. Check them out at southislandpie.ca. Listen, if there's one thing that the fine folks at South Island Pie Company do, it's make a good pie. Jamie, who we interviewed on the Real Life Podcast last week, has got a really cool story here. He left New Zealand, traveled the world, fell in love with Canada, and moved here right before the Oilers Cup run to two in 2006. Okay, we've got a baseline of when he came. Felt a little bit homesick, had a dream where a giant grass monster that was also him. So he is basically inceptioning himself with a giant green grass monster that said, Jamie, you want a taste of home? Why don't you use a family recipe and make pie? Right? Something like that. Why are they different than a Canadian pot pie that you get here? Because they are. I've got a bunch in my freezer. I'm going to make one for dinner tonight. That is what is on the agenda today. One pie, one blogger eliminated. It's going to be gone. Go check them out at southislandpie.ca. Or you want to get delivery? You can do that. Uproot Food Store. Uprootfoodstore.ca. You can get the pies delivered to you. I encourage you to do so. I'm so excited to wrap up this podcast and go make myself a pie, a fresh donair pie. Come on. South Island Pie Company, they've got it all dialed in and I'm very, very pleased that they are a proud sponsor of the voicemail. Now we've got a lot to get to. We have got a lot to get to. Oh no. Oh no. I fucked up my whole thing. Okay. We didn't. Whew. I've got a one, two, three, four, 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 four,
19. 19 voicemails. So first, we're going to start off. Benjamin, what do you have to say today, sir? Hey, Milk. What's up? Trek game's going on right now. I can barely watch it. Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and say, uh, Ben, probably should have turned that one off. It's 3-1 right now. Hopefully it isn't like a 5-1 final. Um, but yeah, I'm just going to rant for a sec. Go for it. Well, it's not really a rant. It's more like of a annoyance. Mm-hmm. And I hope that, that one of the things that I'll talk about gets done. Okay. So number one. Go for it. Okay, Yam's not back, even though he's completely healthy. Uh, so he is back now, Ben. Um, had a great chance to score against Colorado. Didn't get it done. Could have been the game winner. Didn't happen. I'm going to move on to the next voicemail. Okay, buddy. This one's a little bit old. Uji. What? Uji. Is that Luchich or Nuji? Either way, I support the voicemail. That was a round two from Ben. Nick, you are up. Listen, Big Milk, I don't know if I'm allowed to leave a voicemail. Um, I don't know. I think you kind of banned me, but... Um, you- I did not ban you, Nick. I just cut out your righteous sack beating from a couple of weeks ago because he says something dumb. That's all. You're forgiven. We all say something dumb. You're just lucky to have a friend like me that helps save you from saying stupid shit on the internet. Boilers losing a fucking shootout to the Detroit Red Wings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, first of all, um, does anyone else remember when we were, like, shootout overtime gods? Yeah, so eight in a row the Oilers have lost. I'm going to the extra time. So overtime or shootout, eight in a row. Like Nick said, there was a time when it would be Connor and Leon and Clefbaum and game over. That's just how it went. And now we are nowhere close to that. And it's driving me a little nuts. I even did a rant about it in the righteous sack beating Nick. I don't want to talk about it again. Come on, man. We are two and motherfucking six in, shoot, in extra time this year. Mm. We have a 0.25 win percentage in overtime. Well, let me tell you, it doesn't get better from there, my friend. You're still in the Detroit game. Well, <laughs> you're in for a treat. What the hell? Don't even get me fine. Sorry about the shootout. No. How is this shootout still a thing? Thank you. That's what I was saying. I should just include you in the right sack beating, Nick. We need to collaborate. How is the shootout still a thing? It's boring. First of all, uh, sucks. where the hell is Kyle Turris? Someone get this man back on this Oilers team. Yep. No one can do anything in the fucking shootout, apparently. Someone get Kyle Turris. Kyle Turris needs to come back. Second, the shootout is just such a bullshit thing. How... That game, that game, how, that is a crime against humanity, that that game went to a shootout. Gary Bettman, like, how can anyone in the NHL, like, in the league office, want shootout? Show- I agree. Well, then- I agree. Nick, I'm going to cut you off because you're a little bit old, and I actually got, I see another voicemail from you that came in more recently. I wonder if you're going to talk about the second shootout loss that happened, and then the overtime loss that happened against Colorado. So we're going to move it along. We're going to move it along. Ben, you're up next. They actually almost came back. What? That's actually like, <laughs> insane. I didn't think they had it in them. Uh, but we go into the shootout. Yep. Feeling good, right? Wow. Watching it with my dad. Because wow. he caught me watching it. 
the number is. I don't know what that sound is, Ben. Sorry you had uh, some interference there on there. But uh, again, I apologize that you and your dad watching together. That's a beautiful moment, really. Both of you are probably very disappointed. This is an anonymous voicemail that came in on the 17th. Good afternoon. Mm. This is your donkey. On a serious note, and serious voice, I think a new subject could be, what is your eighth wonder of your personal world? Let me think about that. What is my eighth wonder of my personal world? Like when I think about it, like what's my my great pyramids or whatever, you know? Hmm. Hmm. Connor McDavid. Connor McDavid is the eighth wonder of the world. Did you see that little spin dipsy doodle thing that he did last night against Philly? He didn't score on the play, but it was just kind of like, how do you come up with this shit? You're a freak. You're a robot. You are the cheat code. You are the one. You are Neo. You are in the Matrix. For me, it's teaspoons. Teaspoons? I do understand that you're English, so tea is probably a greater part of your, part of your life than me, but like teaspoons, hmm, let me think. I do use them a lot. I enjoy, I prefer a teaspoon over the big spoon now that I'm thinking about it. I just feel like I'm a fast eater. Sometimes I eat like I'm in prison. So when I have a smaller spoon and like I'm eating cereal as an example, I don't just shovel it into my mouth like some kind of fucking, I don't know, just garbage disposal. So maybe you're onto something. Continue. Teaspoons. I must have bought about 8,000 teaspoons in my entire life. Hmm. Can I find one? Can I shite? I mean, they must be hidden under the cat or under a hoover or, I don't know, <laughs> out the wall. I can't find one for love and money when I want one. But I, I am responsible for a world shortage of steel. <laughs> yeah. So, there you go. Right. <laughs> um, this is a weird confession. You know what? I like it. I hadn't really considered teaspoons all that much. If I had an extra, I'd send it to you, Doggy Bolly. It may uh, take a while to get there. I will not pay for the express shipping. I will not. It's going slow boating. Ben, you're up next. Man, you got a lot of voicemails to this week, Ben. Uh, quick warning about this. Uh, head for user warning. Uh, this is right after the game. Um, sorry about this. <laughs> it's a bit of a rant. It was four fucking one four one four one it was four one it was four one you know what Oilers are just like know what let's throw away this game let's throw it away Matthias Janmark four three know what I should take a hooking call no you really shouldn't Matthias very bad idea like ugh, pardon my language and the use of the F word there. Ah, oh, Benjamin, we're going to have to get you a swear jar, aren't we? You're going to be able to buy a car by the time you're 16 with all this cussing. Um, we have to be the worst team in shootout history. And Dry Settlement, come <laughs> on. You're, 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 yeah. Like, you took a slap shot. Like, I actually didn't mind the dry saddle slap shot attempt. I really didn't. A lot of people got really annoyed by it. I loved it. You just need to hit the net. If you're going to take a slap shot, you better hit the net. Last night against the Golden Knights, Patrick Kane, future oiler, uh, took a slap shot in the OT on a breakaway, and it went in, and it was great. But then they reviewed it, and it came after the buzzer, so it didn't count. But, man, when those actually work, I love it. Problem with dry saddles, again, hit the net. What? I don't understand, but 
I don't know. Your depressed friend right now, Ben. I don't know. <laughs> don't be depressed, Ben. This is uh, the worst day of your life so far, you know? This is the worst day of your life so far. You're still a young man. You're just getting into your Oilers journey. And let me tell you, somebody who's been in it for many, many moons, sir, you are in for some rough days coming up. But there are also going to be some good days. At least I hope so. That's the plan anyway. You know? That's the plan. Next up, Anonymous. Hit me. I'm horny. Horny, (laughs) horny, horny. I'm horny. So horny, horny, horny. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm horny, 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 horny. Mm-hmm. Do you want, I don't know why David Bowie even imagined trying to do this sort of thing. It's like, it was already written for us. I mean, you know, yes. Good Lord. Hello. <laughs> yeah. Donkey Volley's horny. Just uh, tell your friends, I guess. Bag milk. Yes, sir. My man. How's it going? Doing well. It is currently Saturday for me. Mm-hmm. The boys just blew a 4-1 lead to the Rangers last night. I was not happy about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the Leafs got Ryan O'Reilly and Noah Chari for a bunch of stuff. Yep. Why couldn't we do that? It's annoying, Ryan O'Reilly would have been hella nice for us, not going to lie. Amen. And you said to yourself on that um, thing, on the thing you posted on Twitter, yeah, other teams make things work. Why can't Ken Holland do that? This man, by the looks of it, has a thousand-yard stare at his whiteboard that just says dollar in, dollar out, <laughs> while other teams are making moves <laughs> right now. So what is he afraid of? Bears. I'm willing to bet by the time you hear this, there has been a move. And the boys could really use a move right now. They're playing like it. <laughs> Good news, Ari. There was no move by the time I heard this, so you submitted that on Saturday, did you? Well, today is Wednesday. Nada. Still nothing. And yet, again, Ari, maybe by the time I get a voicemail from you next week, you'll see that the Vegas Golden Knights just cleared a bunch of cap space for themselves with, uh, again, some more some more cap dancing, you know? It's annoying. It is. <laughs> God, did you see what Leon did? I freaking, I hate shootouts in overtime right now. I just, I want to invite all of you to join me in my RSB hatred for the shootout. Because it's not just the Oilers' results. That certainly doesn't help. But just everything about the shootouts are annoying. So much. Uh, That's it. See ya. There's RE number one. I've got RE number two coming at you. No, I'm not. (laughs) I'm not talking to anyone, Dave. No, I'm just sending a message. I'm sending a message to uh, Mr. Milk, uh, Mr. <laughs> Bag Milk. <laughs> Wait a minute. Now I know what your Twitter handle is because you tweeted at me that your girlfriend walked in while you were recording a voicemail. I can only imagine that she now finds you 58, maybe 80, maybe 90% sexier. That's just my guess. I mean, I don't know your personal situation with your missus, but I understand women. I don't. And one thing I do know is that nothing turns them on quite like leaving voicemails for a guy named Bag Milk's podcast. Oh, I gotta show you! I gotta show you this guy. This guy's hilarious. Yes, thank you. He's got he's got his own podcast. Mm-hmm. I wish I could hear her too. Go to bed. It's fine. Just go to bed. I'll I'll join you later. Trust. <laughs> it's twelve twenty. It's twelve twenty. It's twelve thirty. 
I'll I'll join you later, babe. Okay, don't worry about it. A little domestic bliss there at Ari's house. I wish I could hear his missus. Or was there a missus? Maybe that's the trick, Ari, is that there's no one in the background whatsoever. You're just talking to yourself with an imaginary girlfriend. Listen, I'm not here to kink shame. I watch that My Strange Addiction show all the time. I saw the guy that lives in a house full of dolls. Now, I'm not saying that's what you're doing, but I'm not not saying that's what you're doing. I couldn't hear anybody there. For now, I will assume that you live with a human woman. But I don't know that for sure. Nick, you're up. Bag milk, you know what I feel like right now? Hit me. Do you know the movie Christmas Vacation? Chevy Chase, Beverly mm-hmm. D'Angelo, Randy Quaid. My favorite Christmas movie it's of classic. all time. Classic. You know that scene where Chevy Chase gets his Christmas bonus and he learns he doesn't have any money and he's going to, he can't pay for his pool. And he goes, holy fucking shit. Bah, 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 bah. And he goes off on this long ass tangent. And he's yelling every curse word in the book. And he's like, holy shit, where's the time? You know that scene? That's what I feel like right now. Because the Oilers have lost three goddamn overtime games in a row. <laughs> what? Nixie, when you left your first voicemail a little while ago, I'm like, I wonder if I got another one here from Nick. So I cut you off because at that point they had only lost to the Detroit Red Wings. And you were rattled. Understandably so. I was with you. If I had recorded a podcast after that game, I would have sounded just like you. And then here you are, two OTL losses later, another shootout and no overtime loss. And we're still upset, Nick. I feel you. What the hell is wrong with this team? There's a difference between, you know, going to overtime and, you know, you play well and you lose on a bad bounce. The Oilers look legitimately awful in overtime. How the <laughs> fuck do we have Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl, <laughs> Ryan Nugent Hopkins, Zach Hartman, and, like, legitimately look garbage in? When's the last time the Oilers have had a grade-A chance it's a great question. When was the last time they just had a chance where they go, whoa, and then it was game over? Again, there was a time, remember, Connor, Leon, Oscar, game over. Where did that go? It's between the years now. It has to be, right? Like, those guys just, they're too good. They just, they're way too good for this to keep happening. They're way too good. I don't understand it. There's something going on, Nick. In an overtime. I don't remember when it was. They are so goddamn bad. Woodcroft, please, dear God, do something. Don't keep rolling leads. Ken, do something. Dear God, man, you're the highest paid GM in the league. Act like you're the highest paid GM in the league, for fuck's sake. Spoilers, piss me the fuck off. (laughs) It was actually interesting last night during the Philly game. On the broadcast, Bob Stoffer actually gave it to Ken Holland a little bit. He goes, and I'm paraphrasing here, so this is an exact quote from Stoff, but the spirit of it is right. It's like, Ken Holland, you are well compensated. It's time to get going here. Let's go. And I was stunned. I was stunned that Stafford said it on the broadcast because he's the kind of guy that when he says stuff, he knows something. So what does he know? What do you know, Stoffer? Why don't you come on my podcast? Come on my podcast and tell me. Eric, you're up. Hey, bag milk. Mm-hmm. My biggest pet peeve is people who use the foam brush at the car wash. All it does is scratch and swirl your paint. What's even more disappointing is hearing you and the crew advocate for the foam brush on real life a few months back. Be better. On a serious note, people who think their four ways give them the right to park anywhere, you can't just park in the middle of the road because you used your four ways. Love the podcast and Holland, please do something. Eric, I've actually had a change of heart on the brush. I used to be a big brush guy, but now I've gotten away from it. 
I've gotten away from it. Mostly, I didn't really consider swirling the dirt around. That I mean, that makes sense to me in a way. But I just I'm straight gun guy now. I've I've changed my ways. I find it to be more efficient, and then I can do another pass. I'm just faster. I feel like I'm faster. I feel like I'm the Connor McDavid of car washes when I've only got the gun. So, good news is, good news is, there is no more brush for bag milk. No more brush. Since you brought up a pet peeve, let's go back to Twitter real quick and jump in on some more that you guys hit me up on Twitter. I want to read a bunch of these to make sure that everybody's included. Cameron says, people who pass you in the left lane and then change lanes immediately slowing down in front of you. What is that, by the way? Austin also says, people who drive slow in the fast lane. What is that, by the way? We all know the rules. If you're going a little bit slower, that's cool. It's fine. Just move over. Move over to the right side. That's why it's there. There's two lanes. Like on the QE2, move over. Move over. Connor McRaman says, I hate people who have conversations on speakerphone. The phone's volume button works for calls just like it does for music. Also, as here's the second one, people playing their music out loud in public. As much as I want to blast Angel of Death or Fields of Verdun in public, I won't. It's rude. Oh, you know what? I'm going to I'm going to move over here and I'm going to give you Sounds here. A round of applause. Why do people play their music really, really loud? Like, if you're on a bus or something, or if you're just out living your life, nobody cares what you're listening to, man. Nobody cares. Buy some headphones. You can buy cheap headphones. Real cheap headphones. Buy a $5 pair of headphones. Just, I don't care what you're listening to. I don't want to hear it right? Nick says, not returning your grocery cart after shopping. Again, I don't get that one. Jimbo says, oh, I don't get people that do that. I should say Nick. Jimbo says, Frank's predictions being right. So Frank's picks, he was on a heater there for, actually he is on a heater because he picked the Oilers to beat the Flyers last night. He picked Detroit to win. He picked the Rangers to win. He picked Avalanche to win. And then last night he picked the Oilers to beat the Flyers. So he's on a roll. Uh, Big Oilers guy says, there's only one answer and it's ringtones. Let me see if I can play my ringtone for you right now. This is, I wouldn't have this plant. I did not have this plant, but I think I can do it. I think I can do it. Here we go. Here's, this is my ringtone. Oh, hang on. That's pretty good though, right? That's pretty good though, right? I mean, that's a good ringtone. That's a good ringtone. Uh, Streeter Schaefer says, a loud chewing 10,000%. Scott says, I don't like people who show up late. I can show up hungover every day on time and so can you, damn it. Taylor Smith, again from uh, Sonic1029. I gotta find his thing here. Where is this? Sorry, here. So Taylor Smith says, not trailing for Eric Carlson. Let's go, baby. That's Taylor. There he is. Let's go, baby. Taylor, you haven't left me a voicemail in a while. Where have you gone? By the way, you need it on this podcast. We need to organize that. We need to organize that. Just one guy says, wasting food. Holloway Season says, people who eat with their mouths open in a very quiet room make me irrationally mad for some reason. Well, it's just kind of gross no matter what room you're in. When there's background noise or something, it's fine. But it's just when it's just chewing. I, I just think it's gross. 
Uh, KEP says, loud open mouth chewing by an adult is the worst. Michael says, I have a part-time job at a liquor store. I hate when customers come up to the till talking on their cell phone and then look at me like I'm rude when I'm trying to talk to them. I'm trying to tell them how much things cost or ask if they need bags. Don't be rude to staff anywhere. That's another, you know, that's a pet peeve for me right off the jump. And in fact, we won't be friends if this is one of you. People that are rude to wait staff or servers or anything like that, no, stop it. Stop it. Travis says people who don't hold the door open for you when they know you're coming. Uh, uh, Cam says giving up three goal leads, the speakerphone thing, that type of person that does it. Uh, Zipper just says scabies. Scabies. Mm-hmm. Jason says people stop on to talk in the middle of walkways, like at the malls or the grocery store. Move to the side. Amen. Couldn't have said it better myself. Shannon says people cooking a very smelly, disgusting food in communal microwaves at work. Leave the bloody herring at home for fuck's sakes. Uh, tailgating's getting some love here. Graham says people who block aisles or bump your cart at the grocery stores. Amen. Jeff says speakerphone in public. You do that, you deserve to be taste. <laughs> I knew this one was going to be good. I knew this one was going to be good. Back to the voicemail. I've got Airport E. My biggest pet peeve, Baggy, is... My God, listen to that voice. My biggest pet peeve, You should be reading commercials, whoever you are, Airport E. Airports, because it's like humans have forgotten how to listen to and follow instructions of any kind Mm -hmm. whatsoever. Yes, you still need to take your laptop out of your bag at security. Yes, you have a zone number to board the plane. So, no, if you're zone five, don't get up and crowd around the gate before they start boarding because guess what? Nobody can get through. You're creating a problem. And even when you're deplaning the plane and you walk through the tunnel into the airport, don't stop because suddenly... Nobody behind you can get to where they need to go. And you've just created a traffic jam. I swear 10,000 sixth graders with three adults supervising could get through the airport faster than a thousand adults (laughs) trying to do it on their own. Why are people so stupid in airports? Maybe it's because they serve alcohol at like 8 a.m. or all hours of the day. I don't know, but airports are my pet peeve. I love your voice. That's number one. You should be recording ads if you don't already. Second, I completely agree. I've been lucky enough in my life to spend a lot of time at airports and just people are so annoying. Now, I do love being able to have a cocktail at 6 a.m. if I want to. It's completely ridiculous. Airports are the land that laws forget, it seems, when it comes to things like alcohol. But here's a couple ones. Getting really upset at at whoever's working at your airline at the desk that person, that specific person did not cause your issue. Two, people that are at the desk and they try to sneak in their luggage that weighs way too much and then when they're told it weighs too much because you have to weigh your fucking bags all the time, they try to be like, oh, and then they're unpacking things and you see the line getting longer and people are unpacking and they're shuffling into different bags. It's annoying. Get a scale at your house. Three, and I think Liam said this on Oilers Nation Radio, those fast moving lanes, you know, like the, what are those things called? The fast walker lanes. <laughs> the flat escalator, whatever that is, you know what I'm talking about. And you just stand on it or you don't move off to the side. You're just dead middle going slow because you're standing. People want to walk past you. 
Get the fuck out of the way. I think a big part of my issues are just people in the way. Anonymous, what say you? Big Milk, I wanted to get your opinion on this. I was just listening to the oil stream, and Tom Gazzola said that the Oilers, when McDavid and Drysdale are on the ice uh, together, those two combined for a minus one uh, plus minus. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they almost have a combined 200 points, is what he said, yep. or close to it. Uh, I thought that was a really shocking stat. A little bit. I wanted to bring that up as well as how often does Darnell Nurse play when those two are on the ice? Just kind of curious if maybe it's all three of them potentially being a part of the defensive issues, especially with these breakdowns over the last couple of days um, for, you know, three goal leads being taken away like nothing. Uh, Jumping on your first question. Yeah, Tommy. So he's right. Connor McDavid is plus four. Leon Draisaitl is minus three. As an example, I, and I don't really like plus minus overall, but it, like his point is accurate. Zach Hyman is plus twelve. Darnell Nurse is actually plus seventeen. So you can't even lump him in there, really. Um, he is Darnell Nurse is the highest plus minus on the team if you're liking that stat. But Connor and Leon definitely have to be better defensively. <clears throat> and I've talked about it before. They um, they cheat for offense sometimes. And when they're at their best, they're coming back to play D and that generates chances for them. And I think that um, it's something that they definitely need to work on. It goes to the team defense conversations that we always have on Oilers Nation Radio. Those guys are going to get their points no matter what, right? But if they commit to defense first and they don't fly the zone, and maybe that's a coaching thing. I don't understand the breakouts the Oilers are running this year. Maybe it is a thing that Woody, like that's a tactical thing. I have no idea. But it annoys me because when they come back and they support their defenders on the breakout, they're going to be moving up ice anyway. So yeah, both guys have to be better defensively. Tommy's right. As he always is, you know, Tommy is absolutely right. So well, oops, I cut you off. Big there, Mook, right? I wanted to get your opinion oops, on, uh, on the oil stream. They said, um, you know, there's people playing like eight, nine minutes a game, not really getting involved. So, I don't know, man. I just wanted your opinion on that kind of stuff there. Yeah, again, plus minus isn't really my jam. It's not. Um, but again, Tommy's right. Tommy's right. Those guys get a ton of points. They should be like plus 30. But they're five on five scoring. They're not scoring, outscoring other teams as well at five on five as they have been in the past. A lot of the damage they're doing is coming on the power play. And I'm not, I don't got to complain about it. I'm not one of those people that thinks that power play goals are worth less than five on five goals. They're not. But they do need to lock it down at five on five a little bit. They also need to get some saves, right? There's a lot of stuff that goes into that. So yeah, Tommy's right. I'm with him. I'm absolutely with him. L-C-Y-E-G, what say you? Hey, Big Milk. Hello. So my pet peeve is people that don't train their dogs. Um, I have a gigantic dog. He. Before you even get going here, I could rant about this forever because, as you guys know, I have Frank. He's my dog, and I love him very much. And <clears throat> he is always on leash. Always. If we're outside, Frank is on leash because he does not have good recall. And there's nothing that makes me go 
bonkers more than when there is a dog off leash in a park, either whether it's near my house or at a dog park or wherever you're at, and he's off leash with no recall. And then they come wandering over to Frank, and most of the time it's fine because Frank's a very friendly dog, but there's times where he doesn't want you in his face. There was a time specifically, I probably talked about it on this podcast before, but I was at the park near my house and this little white floof came wandering over to Frank and I'm not too concerned about it because the dog was small, but it was clear it had no recall. It was not trained. The first thing that dog does is bite Frank on the face. So he understandably gets mad and defends himself. He pins the dog down and kind of like rattles it. So I separate it. The woman who had the dog comes over and starts yelling at me that my dog pinned her dog down like that. And I'm like, lady, what the fuck are you talking about? Your dog's off leash. It has no recall. It came over and bit my dog in the face. What the fuck are you talking about? If you do not know how to train your dog, one, don't get a dog. Two, keep it on leash. It's not hard. I understand it's cool when Fru-Fru gets to run around in the grass. I like that. Get an extender leash if that's the case. Give them 40 feet to run around. That's plenty. Stop it. Anyway, there's an honorary righteous act being for you. He is about 11 months old and around 135, 140 pounds. He's a Cane Corso. Oh, big dogs. And because... By the way, Cane Corsos are dope. Have you ever seen one of those? I like to Google them sometimes. Actually, on TikTok, there's a couple of accounts I follow with Cane Corsos. They're the coolest fucking dogs. But they are super protective, and they do not mess around if, 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 if push comes to shove. Of how big he is and how small I am, I'm about 115 pounds, he has to be trained. He's already been through two training courses. He knows his basic skills. We have protocols when we're out for walks. We can't go to dog parks because he's so big. He's automatically the bad guy. Mm-hmm. So when we walk by these little yappy lucky dogs that think that they are like the shit, mm-hmm. they bark at us. They lose their minds at us because they haven't had any basic training and it's obvious. Yep. And yet their owners look at us like we are the bad guys because we have this giant dog that is doing nothing wrong. Yeah. He's just being a dog. Um, so anyways, that's my pet peeve. Train your dogs, people. It's not that hard. Thanks. Cheers, like, babe milk. Cheers to you, Lisa. I'd like to meet your Connie Corso. They're the coolest. They're super cool looking dogs. I would love to have one. I just, I'm not that good at training dogs. I'm just not. I, I have my wheelhouse. Like Frank is pretty well trained in some aspects. But again, it's like I said, he's always on, re- on leash because he doesn't have a recall. He's okay in my house when I call him. Like if I call him right now and I shake his bag of treats, he's going to come back down here because he wants something to eat. But if we're outside and there's a squirrel or a rabbit or another fucking dog, he's not coming back to me. So he's on a leash. Anonymous, what say you? You know what pisses me off, bag milk? Hit me. People that don't fucking unrack the weights. <laughs> but what pisses me off even more, there are two other things that piss me off even more. And mm-hmm. I'm so glad one of them is my final fucking year. Don't have to deal with that ever again. Hopefully. I mean, at the mall. Yeah, definitely. But people that don't fucking walk properly, like they walk way too fucking slow. <laughs> I'm just like, I don't know who this is, but unrack the weights. That's the first one. So first of all, I haven't been in a gym in a long time. So you do, you're safe with me, pal. Your, your weights will remain on the rack. 
I imagine you're a big guy. So now you're cruising down the mall and you're walking at high speeds. You're probably an intimidating dude. At least that's what I'm imagining in my head. Anyway, slow walkers too. Just get out of the way. Just move over. I don't care if you walk slow. Just move over. I'm a fast walker. Like they're fucking stupid. They don't know how to walk and they're a goddamn toddler. It's like they walk like they have to approach the one out of 10 at the bar because they lost a bet over something, you know, with their friends. Oh, that's mean. Like, holy fuck, man. I want to fucking, like, I wish there, I wish you were legally allowed to fucking throw them. Just fucking throw them in the middle of the hallway. I feel like we should be allowed to drop kick one person per year. My person that I would drop kick is, you know, when you're walking down literally anywhere and somebody is so buried in their phone, but they are still walking that they have no awareness of what's going on around them. You should be allowed to spinning roundhouse kick that guy right in the face. Boom. Bang. Down you go. There's my one for the year. I'll see you next year. That's the guy I'd kick. You know, like, like why can't we? Why? why? I know. I'm, I, mean, I know. I'm just. You know, I'm going on a fucking wild tirade, but yeah, <laughs> that and people that they can't they can't see any fun in the simple things in life. Yeah, like they're so addicted to their fucking phones or whatever that they they can't enjoy something without technology. Like they're on their phone fucking constant. They can't talk to anyone. Like. And I know that's maybe a little mean to people that are very antisocial, but my point is that they're really <laughs> negative, you know, and they, they have to look in their phone. But then again, I mean, everything on your phone is really negative. I mean, social media uses that, though. They use the negativity to keep you sucked in there, and it's kind of scary. Yeah, this is the end. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, there's a lot to that. We're going to unpack some of that. Uh, I am an introvert. Chances are if we met in the wild, I'm probably not going to talk to you. I'll, I'll, I'll chime in. I'm not going to sit there silently. Like if I'm spoken to, I'm not going to sit in there and stare at you like a mute or something, but you know, I too, like I, so I actively put my phone down. I just am on my phone too much. I do it for work, obviously. So that makes sense. I got to be on the Twitters and I got to be on Instagram and that's fun too, but to a point, but I try to put my phone in my room now in the evening and just leave it there just to be more present. I think there's part of your voicemail that I really, I just, we need to be more present. Rusty the Reckless Optimist chiming in next. What's up, Bag Milk? What up? Um, my biggest pet peeve in general mm-hmm. is people who don't use headphones in public. We yeah, there's that one came in a couple of times. I don't want to hear your fucking music. I don't even care if I like the same bands as you. Just put headphones on. They're not expensive. Get most phones now come with some. Or if they don't, again, five bucks. What are we doing? We all know those people. I take public transportation to school every day and the amount of people that don't use headphones on the bus is absolutely astonishing. That's shocking. Um, and same with when you're at the grocery store, like use headphones if you're on a FaceTime or if you're calling somebody, nobody wants to hear your conversation. Nobody cares about your aunt's sister's pet gecko that is having a funeral or whatever it is. And like, just, headphones people i think i'm gonna start buying those super cheap headphones that you get at gas stations that you can then i can just hand them to people and be like here quit being such a uh selfish prick and use these (laughs) and the world will be a better place thanks rusty the reckless optimist not so optimistic well i guess he's still optimistic you know what he's gonna turn his annoyance into a good deed going to buy some headphones and just handing them out hey Excuse me, sir. You're fucking annoying. Take some headphones. I'd like to watch that. Can I film that, actually? That'd be great content. Budget Yeremchuk is chiming in next. Oh, baby. 
It's Budget Your M Check here. And as I was standing there at the Jasper Pond Hockey Tournament with blood dripping down my face, Frank Saravalli looked at me and said, Tyler, if you want to get better at something, then you better surround yourself with people who are better than you. Uh-huh. So that's why I'm here listening to Better Late Than Never. Thank you. And as I was listening, I heard an ad for the audio department. Mm-hmm. Maybe I can record a mixtape there. You could. Well, I'm here to build some confidence for when I go in the studio. And I'd like it to be a little bit of a collab with you, Bag Milk. Sure. I want your finger on the sexy Jay Woodcroft button. All right, hang on. And I'm about to spit some rhymes here. Okay, hang on. All right. The name's your M. Chuck, and it's about to get good. <laughs> I'm I hit the saddle dome and the girls all bore me. But when I hit Rogers, hit it. Oh, so I uh, so I fucked that up. I didn't realize what we were doing. I thought I was going to be un- putting the music underneath you. Let's try that again. So we're going to go budget your M check. We're going to start this one over. Oh, here. baby. It's here budget your M check here. It's your M check. It's about to get greasy. I keep my uh, build some confidence okay, for when I go back in the up. studio. We're going to back it up, back and it up, like back it up. Here well, we I'm here to build some confidence for when I go in the studio. And I'd like it to be a little bit of a collab with you, Bag Milk. All right, now I'm ready. Put your finger on the sexy Jay Woodcroft button. Okay. And I'm about to spit some rhymes here. All right, now I'm ready. All right. The name's your M. Chuck, and it's about to get greasy. I keep my D-zone clean. Call me Cody Cece. I hit the saddle dome, and the girls all bore me. But when I hit Rogers, hit it. Thugging in, I'm horny, I like that. Budget your Remchuk. We're making content together just as we always have, my friend. Just as we always have. Sorry, I'm dumb. I ruined the first take. That's why we have to do multiple takes sometimes. I ruined the first one. That one's on me. Budget your Remchuk with the idea. Bag milk with the failed execution. That's what that was. Got it? Anonymous, what say you? I don't know if this is going to hit the podcast on the 22nd because I'm sending this probably while you're recording. But Leon Dreisettle just declared McDavid the goat of hockey. Yes. And I also want to declare McDavid the goat of hockey. Me too. I know Wayne's kind of, he's, he's the greatest of all time, but like, I didn't get to see Wayne play, so, sorry Wayne, McDavid's the best to ever play. He's just, he's that fucking good. And he wears an Oilers jersey, so that's pretty fucking cool too. So, yeah, that's it. Just just a little happy yeah. I'll take that. We'll take some Mc, uh we'll take some good Connor McDavid news. Every single day of the week, we'll take all of the Connor McDavid news. He is the greatest. Like if you think about it, if Connor McDavid went back in time and played in the 80s, he would score 9,000 goals. He's a freak. He is the most skilled hockey player that has ever played this game. That is what I'm going to say. Willie Nelson's goldfish is wrapping up the voicemail. Let's close it down. Oh, fucking spat all over my phone. Um. Anyway, I was just thinking that fucking that Australian fellow that like was bitching earlier about. Like you saying his government name or something? <laughs> what a fuck with! Like, just quietly. <laughs> Man, no one's going to dox that bloke on this podcast. No. <laughs> I love that <clears throat> we made it. Uh, you know, to voicemail number nineteen after the right to sack beating segment, and we just we just wrapped it up here, and I like that so. Back to you, Dux, or gentleman caller.
no one ever. No one cares where you live, mate. So, to you, <laughs> Sam Sterling Miller, who lives in Phillip Street, Dysart, Queensland, Australia, <laughs> spend less time fucking bitching about bag milk <laughs> and more time making donkey volley horny. Play the bomba, baby. Well, as you did hear, Donkey Volley is very horny. So, mission accomplished, sir. And that's how we wrap up the voicemail presented by South Island Pie Company. South Island Pie Company. Check them out at southislandpie.ca or if you want delivery, uprootfoodstore.ca. I'm telling you, I'm going to wrap up this podcast. It's now 5.30 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. I'm going to make a pie because South Island Pie Company is its legitimately one of the greatest things I have ever put in my mouth. Join me in flavor country. Thank you. And that's where we're going to wrap it up. Thank you once again for listening to episode 70 of, of I was going to call it Oilers Nation Radio, of Better Late Than Never. Oilers Nation Radio will be coming up on Friday. That's the next episode of that. But until then, I'm going to say goodbye. And until then, I'm going to tell you to check out the audio department, Trail Geo Outfield Rentals and South Island Pie Company, as well as our friends at Betway, provided that you are of legal gambling age and you do so responsibly. Thanks for being here. Tell a friend, by the way, I think I got a new, should I end it off with a, a new couple of podcast reviews? I think I should. That's where I'm going to end it off. So I'm going to pull this up here, workshopping, I'm producing on the fly. We are going to, oh fuck yeah, I forgot about this. <laughs> All right. Where is my music for over here? So, All right, there it is. So we are ready for the review Left by Danger Suede. And it's a five-star review called Connexion Francaise. Servir dans un verre old-fashioned, garnir d'un zeste de citron, comment faire? Mélanger tous les ingrédients avec de la glace et filtrer dans un verre rempli de glace. 1.5 ounces, I don't know how you say ounces in French, Cognac Hennessy, 0.75 ounces of Disarono Amaretto. That is Danger Suede with a five-star review. Thank you to everybody for listening. Tell your friends, cousins, aunties, uncles, everybody around me. Just grab a stranger on the street. Say, hey, better late than ever. New episodes on Wednesdays. Thanks, everybody. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.